Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We're back with more of Sabres Live. Presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. Sabres and Flames first meeting head-to-head this year happens tonight at KeyBank Center. Welcome back in. We're in the pavilion of KeyBank Center along with Marty. I'm Brian. It's Buffalo and the Flames tonight. And a good central to western Canadian boy joins us for his weekly segment in Darren Dreger from TSN. Uh, Dregs, what is – you worked with Edmonton way back in the day. Did you ever come close to working for Calgary? Uh, in Calgary, yes. Um, and this is going way back to the early days of the Calgary Hitman in the Western Hockey League when they first uh, arrived. But uh, yeah. no other than that, I jumped from Winnipeg um, to Edmonton in 1997, was there for nine months, and then went into uh, Toronto with a startup Sportsnet uh, 1998. So never really made it to Calgary, yeah. the big leagues. <laughs> Big leagues, I love it. Uh, was that Dregs? Were you at the score at all? No, I was. No, oh, Duffer, you were. Okay, so so Dregs. You... I was everywhere else. Dregs. Oh, wasn't. that's when Dregs. You were at the Sportsnet when uh, when it, it was in, in the fact, uh, in the we... second building at Nine Channel Nine Court, yes. and then uh, the Correct. cafeteria was called Switzerland because the Sportsnet people and TSN people would share the cafeteria. Oh, right? and don't forget yeah. the distant cousins at NHL Network. We shared. Oh, yeah, it too. that's right. So yeah. Yeah, I tell you, those were the good old days. And I, you know, in in sharing that cafeteria back in the day, there were some lively moments in there because think about it. Um, So I was the national host for Sportsnet. Mike Keenan was one of our panelists. And Glenn Healy was one of the panelists for uh, TSN at the time. So on occasion, we'd cross (laughs) paths at the cafeteria. And Healy loathed Keenan. Back in the Rangers days, absolutely despised him. So we had some colorful and entertaining conversations at that point. Was was Kipper uh, with you guys at Sportsnet too at the beginning there? Yeah, Kipper's a day one, and uh, so is Christine Simpson. Yeah, but Kipper and, was at and the that score. might be just Kip- what it. Yeah, yeah. When we were starting Headline Sports, which became the score, Kipper got his first go around with us oh, at Headline. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah, uh, time. Yeah. Good times indeed. I was going to say what's funny about talking about where Dregs had a little bit more consistency, and I bounced around a lot. That was one of the things that RJ 
loved to joke about when I first started. He's like, you actually going to stick around for a while? Oh, because you moved around so much? <laughs> yeah. So I always, I always love that playful side. But, uh, hey, uh, yeah. you know, the one thing drags about moving around, I mean, the league likes to move around one of its marquee events all the time, which is the NHL draft. But, like, what is happening here to the future of the draft, in your opinion, based on the league considering doing it more NFL style? It sounds that way. And, and look, I'm conflicted on this. You know, I, I'm, I'm an old school guy. I mean, get me going about the shootout, which I've always despised. Um, more of a traditionalist. And I, even though I can appreciate why NHL general managers and maybe ownership in general is, is persuading as well, thinks that the idea of decentralizing the draft is a good one because their entire hockey operations team, you know, is on remote. So the draft, we know, is going to be in, in Vegas in 2024. What we don't know is where, what's the venue? Is it the sphere? Is it something else? Um, it, that'll be the traditional draft. And it's, it's, it's a procedure. I mean, talk to Kevin Adams and the Buffalo Sabres about this because everyone picks up and, and goes to the city hosting the draft. And obviously, you've got two days to do your, your drafting. Um, and it can be problematic. Um, as some general managers have acknowledged, when you're throwing around draft pick names and you're trying to have an open conversation, you're doing it in round one on the floor of the draft, and it happens to be a, a boisterous venue, you can't even hear what the guy next to you is saying, let alone the guy at the end of the table whose opinion matters. So from a pure nuts and bolts hockey standpoint, I understand it. I guess where I get more traditional and a bit concerned is – I love seeing those kids, their beaming smiles on the grand stage, and they're standing beside the general manager, standing beside the coach, they're standing beside the scouting department. Oftentimes, you'll see the owner up there. Yeah, I know that. You know, now just so people understand, these young prospects are going to be at the draft, so they're going to be in the host city, but there'll only be one, two, three, maybe four team members at the host venue. And then the rest of the hockey operations departments are going to be back in their home city. So they head up to the stage. They're congratulated by Commissioner Bettman. Maybe they take a quick pick there. And then they hustle off to their home city. And that's where all the celebrating begins. So I'm not so sure it's the best idea. But from a hockey ops perspective, I guess I understand it. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to be intrigued to see what they do in Vegas next year, as you pointed out. Because for the last 40 years... Possibly. I mean, 1986 at the Montreal Forum, early 80s with the Forum as well. But it's always been on an arena floor, right? And the setups are always the same. And if they do it somewhere else, like a convention center, like the Sphere, whatnot, how does that work? How do they set it up? And obviously that's going to be interesting. Uh, Talking about the draft, there's a lot of players that were drafted this, this summer or two years ago that are in the NHL right now. They... I don't care about the nine games, but that's a talking point. Who's going to play game number 10? What do we know about those uh, youngsters that are in the NHL right now, Zach Benson and others, and their future uh, in the league this year? Well, we don't know much, Marty, other than they've earned an extended luck. And, you know, we get caught up on game nine, game 10, because it burns off one year of their entry-level contract. But honestly... Yeah, for some clubs that matters, you know, but if you're, if you're fairly certain that this young player is really close and is likely going to be on your roster at some point in the near future, maybe next year, if you feel developmentally he needs more time, 
in a feeder league, okay, we'll send them back. Otherwise, extend the look. Get to game 40, game 41. That's the one that really matters because developmentally, then you can't send them back. And that's far more problematic for NHL clubs. So when you're looking at Zach Benson, uh, look, I know Kevin Adams continues to have conversations with other clubs, and maybe that results in trade down the road. Um, but I asked specifically if they'd like to add a little bit more experience up front. And, and automatically we think of, of Patty Kane. And of course, they're going to be in and have been in on those conversations. But they really like what they see in Benson. Um, you know, you've got Fraser Minton in Toronto. We'll get another look tonight as they take on the Florida Panthers. I'm looking at Matt Potra, who, guys, has elevated to second-line center of the Boston Bruins, who, you know, he's in the lineup tonight as they make their California trip. Um, Logan Cooley, Fantilli, those guys seem more like tap-ins. Of course, Connor Bedard isn't going anywhere, but we've got a real nice collection of teenage young prospects that are making it tough on these general managers to make that final call. You mentioned the word trade. Is there any movement uh, potentially on Connor Garland um, out of Vancouver at this point in time? Well, no, the the firm answer is no, there isn't. Um, you know, look, Vancouver has been trying to trade Connor Garland for a long time. I would say upwards of a year, maybe more than a year. You know, what's different now is that his new agent, uh, Judd Muldaver, has the freedom to talk to other NHL clubs and try and explore what other interests there might be there. But it's pretty obvious that the Vancouver Canucks, at the very least, are going to have to retain a good chunk of that contract. And and it's too early yet, fellas. I'm not saying that Connor Garland, because of his contract, isn't going to get moved. It's just that teams are, we just talked about these young players, right? Well, teams are still very much in the evaluation process of where their rosters are in the regular season. Maybe an injury, you know, uh, you know, forces a club to, to take a hard look at Garland's contract and, you know, negotiate with the Canucks and what retention might look like. But I think it's a real tough sell for the Vancouver Canucks at the moment. Um, insider trading on TSN, always a, a fun segment to learn a lot. Um, you guys approach the Olympics, NHL and NHLPA conversation about the Olympics. What, uh, what is that all about? Well, it's a waiting game, and that's not unusual when you're looking at all the governing parties here. You know, you're talking about the uh, IOC, the International Olympic Committee. You're talking about the local uh, Olympic Committee. You're talking about the double IHF, and then you've got the NHL and the National Hockey League Players Association. Well, the NHL and the NHLP are waiting for the international bodies to, first of all, put insurance numbers on the table. You have to project to what it's going to cost to insure the National Hockey League and the individual players in 2026. Scratching that number on a piece of paper isn't that easy. So they're they're doing their due diligence at that level, trying to figure out what that looks like. You know, what are the travel costs, the hospitality costs, all of those things? And, and then how do you split that among the various parties involved in this, including the NHL and the NHLPA? So the NHL Players Association basically acknowledged, at least publicly, uh, they need to know in the new year. I don't take that as a threat to the IOC and the IIHF and those those governing bodies that there's a, a good chance the NHL isn't going to send its players if these matters aren't remedied. But they have to get remedied, and sooner is better than later because then you get into the next wave of negotiations. You know, can 
or will the NHL and all of the NHL clubs be able to use the Olympic rings in their promotional work in setting up 2026? You know, if you're thinking of the content here for a moment, we all remember the golden goal in 2010 scored by Sidney Crosby. Well, can the NHL use that video? They don't know. They can't yet. So there's a lot of work that needs to get done here. Well, the only thing I care about is that lacrosse is finally in the Olympics in 2028, so <laughs> I'm thankful for that. Uh, Drake's last one, and that is Winnipeg. Um, they were one of the more intriguing franchises to pay attention to in the offseason. They never changed a GM. No. They never changed a coach. They moved off of Wheeler, but then they got these long-term extensions, signed up with two core players. Um, then they suffer a Velarde injury last game. He's out four to six weeks. Brutal. And you're suggesting that things aren't um, as rosy off the ice either? Well, yeah. I mean, there's financial strain there, and, and it's it's not because, um, you know, the owners have financial strain, and that's Mark Chipman and David Thompson. It's more because, you know, the fans just aren't showing up. And we saw that mm. abundantly clearly, I would say, Earlier this week, when Pierre-Luc Dubois and the the, the uh, Los Angeles Kings came into Winnipeg, normally that would be an easy game to sell. And what were there, 11,000 fans? And I think averaging something like 9,500 in Winnipeg. And now you got to go back a little bit here. I think they went 10 straight years of sellout hockey in Winnipeg, and then the lockout hit, or sorry, COVID hit. And... Uh, you know, the fans just haven't returned. But Winnipeg has to play it financially so tight to the line that they can't afford that. But, you know, you, you've got a local fan base that is probably thinking, okay, well, show me. Show me that you're in the win mode now. You keep talking about it. And you sign Shifley and Hellebuck. So those are pretty good indications. But they need a little bit more. So... I think what the organization needs, either the local fan base steps up or corporate Canada gets involved and takes some of the burden off because what they're dealing with now in terms of attendance isn't sustainable for a long term. It's right. just not. So it's not front what burner issue yet, but it could develop into that. Yeah. And what they were doing in Winnipeg when they build the rank and they said, we'll keep it at 15,000. So yes. there's that supply and demand yeah. and the building's always full and we can't yeah. afford like 20,000 fans like in Chicago and Montreal and whatnot, but let's keep it small. And now they're obviously, and, yeah. uh, you know, in, in bad spot. Yeah. And think about how much the cap has grown, even in its oh. somewhat stagnant yeah. days in recent years, but how much it has grown over that course of time. It's, it's tough. Darren, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate the insight. We're uh, back with a few dissertats on Sabres Live right after this. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.